Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it what is a vacation i think vacations are for the week but she's been on one and apparently she's still on one it's sarah frazier i'm vacationing for like five weeks this summer david yontef i mean you need to take a okay maybe five weeks is excessive but you need to take a page out of my playbook honey let me it, tell you something for you to relax let me tell you something. I believe in answering all emails on a vacation, work cool. on a vacation. I just, I feel like we're in a different world with these technologies today. Okay. Well, can I, I can I tell you, I no longer, and maybe it's because you and I own our own businesses, but I no longer do the, you know, the at the away message on email. I don't do that anymore. Oh God, no. Because I just feel like people need, I, I do, I agree with you. People need answers. And even though I might like wait three days to, to get back, to check the emails, I don't, I don't do away messages anymore. I do always check my email. Is this sound good today? Because this is a last minute, uh, no, am, am I having mic issues? No, it sounds okay. great. Let me know. Remember we recorded once and then it was jumbled afterwards? No, this sounds great, I think. And I know you're thrown off. You have no headphones. I'm in Maine. I just, I have a thing where like, I like my headphones. Um, I, I don't even know where to start. I, I literally don't know what to say today. Okay. Well, I, I think we should start with, I always love when you and I interact with our Bravo liberties in real life. And you've had two big 
uh, interactions. One, you went to the crappy lake, like premiere with Luann. P.S. You guys both look stunning. Luann, Luann might be my new favorite. She's almost like Angelina Jolie. She doesn't age. I mean, she really is. I don't know. How does that girl drink and smoke as much as she does and look flawless? Does she drink anymore? I don't know. I'm not. I mean, was she drinking at Crappy Lake Premiere? Spill it. Listen, I was in, I was too busy. Segue, David. I was too busy avoiding people at the Crappy Lake Premiere. Like, wh- listen, I've said this before. I. I had to go to the city anyway the next day to interview Side to Silver from the New York Housewives, which we have to talk about Roni. So I was going in on Monday anyway from the Hamptons and Luann wanted me to come to this. And I, you know, to talk about what a great show it is here on air. I do not say no to Luann. Luann is, I've said it before. She's been good to the show. She has come on the show before it was a hit. Back when I was just building this up, I am loyal for that's how I am. I, I am a loyal person. Luann was there for me when I was nothing, Sarah. Before oh. all of this, and she she has come on the show. She's come on the show more than any housewife has ever had. Do you know that? How many appearances has she done? Four? I think like no, I think like seven. <gasps> Luann's been on here a lot. Wow. Holy yeah. Okay. Yes. She's this been on here a lot. So I went into the city on a Sunday night. I know these are first world problems, people. I get it. To go to the premiere of Crappy Lake for Luann. And as I was going in, I said, let me make a list of all the people I have to avoid. I honestly thought I would just have to avoid Sonia Morgan. I literally was like, well, Sonia must be there because it's her show also, even though this is Luann's party. Oh, no. Luann was there. Dorinda was there. Ramona was there. So I spent the evening. Well, really, Sonia, I I just avoided altogether. Sonia hates me more than um, Ramona hates me. Really? See, I always feel like Sonia wouldn't even remember. (laughs) I agree. But she. I agree with you. Let me explain. Do you want me to explain why Sonia hates me? Should we just break it down? Yes. Well, a couple of things. First of all, I will always do my job and my loyalty is towards this audience. So at one point, lovely, lovely. I became friends with her. I love Megan Hubert. Um, Me- Megan Hubert. Um, she was one of Sonia's former interns. And I had her on this podcast. And we didn't, we really, really, I have to say, this is back when I was starting. And I cared. And I tried to be nice to everyone before being honest. So we really did a soft watered down. Like we were not so mean to Sonia. We were as nice as we could be based on the circumstances of how Sonia treats her interns. Like, you know, it's not my fault that she wants someone to bathe her at night. It's not my fault that she has a phone that says like comp, comp. And because she's out of money, she only goes to restaurants that let her eat for free. And then she doesn't want to pay. the. It's not my fault that these are actual facts that this individual experienced. And, you know, you can't keep people down anymore and have harsh working conditions. The writers are on strike, Sarah. There's a sack after strike. So- I'm a member. I'm a member. We're on strike, darling. You're on strike, darling. So, you know, based on all these things, we were, I was as, we were as nice as possible. That upset Sonia. She got upset that Sonia. Well, then maybe you should treat people better that work for you. I mean, how is this? It's like, what comes first, that the horse or the cart, Um, whatever that fucking saying is. But 
Um, the other reason, the real, I think the nail in the coffin was I was invited as friends and family to attend her Caberlesque show. Remember this one yes. woman thing? Yes. And I really, again, was not even really as brutally honest as I could have been. I, I mean, I gave my honest opinion of what I saw. I gave my honest opinion of what I saw. And, you know, the fact that it was a bloody ass mess and Sonia was the talent. And I mean, listen, I love a good martini, honey. But when Kim D and I do our live show at City Winery at 924 in Philadelphia, I literally have one drink. I want to have six. I have one drink because like, I'm not here for myself. I'm here for these lovely people that bought a fucking ticket and came from down the street or five states away. That's good. I felt Sonia was, and it's, here's the thing. I brought people to this show that don't watch Housewives because I was allowed like a plus one. And the person I was with, like it towards the middle of the show was like, is she on something? So like this person doesn't know that Sonia is like the town drunk on Roni. So it's just the, the average. And I looked around and I'm like, oh my God, like everyone is kind of, and it really like this, I don't say like it was mean. Like I had that sad feeling i did sure okay i know what you're talking about so when i gave this review this true review as nice as can be sonia i did wasn't night it wasn't it didn't go over well with her and then i felt bad but i mean am i supposed to lie to these people that are listening no you're in a tough spot we we talk about that as an ongoing theme on this podcast it's you you have to be you're of the people or you're of the industry and you know, it's we're of the people. We're of I've, the people. We have uh, moments where we want to be of the industry. It's tough because you do get to know these people. But I mean, knowing Sonia from seeing her a decade on television, which she deserves a ton of credit for, does it shock me that Sonia's show was a mess? No. I mean, in a way, Sonia ought to embrace it because I don't think people care anymore whether she's a mess or not. She has her loyal fans. The toaster is never coming out. You know, she's a drunken mess. We want her back. She's obviously got a show on Crappy Lake. I mean, the woman keeps going. Um, but no, you have to be you have to be truthful. And and we know we see it all the time. These stars, they they hate that. They really do. They they if you're friends with them, they want you to do everything that they want. And you can't, it's hard to do that and then be truthful. It's hard to do that. And then and then like a year later, last summer in the Hamptons, I was going to an event where her sham ass PR people were going to be. And the out of a, a year later, the PR people text me at, like a day before this event and say, did you give a something like, did you give a bad review about Sonia's show? Not like, like the audacity of like, what, now I'm supposed to be scared of you. Do you want to come face to face with me in the real world and think I'm scared of you? Let's go. I'm like, is this like some like godfather? It's kind of like when I got to LA in January and I trashed Heather McDonald on the show or whatever the fuck I said about her. And then I get a DM from Heather McDonald that says, welcome to my city. I'll admit it, as important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, 
I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority. And I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps lower your bills all in one place. Right now, how many unused subscriptions do you each think you have? You buy a product one time, you watch a TV streaming service for a month. Did you read the fine print? Do you know that you're being charged every month? Do you know that it was a recurring subscription? Did you know that and mean to cancel and yet not cancel? I mean, it happens to me literally almost every other week. And it's not even like that you've purchased personally forget about these things. It's that when I do finally remember, the, the, the fine print is so detailed. Like I can't find which page to go to, how to cancel it. I mean, I think they do that on purpose. Rocket Money has cleaned all of this mess up and has saved me a ton of money, mostly with like the TV streaming services, Peacock, Hulu, Netflix. I can keep going. So stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage all your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash velvetrope. That's rocketmoney.com slash velvet rope. Rocketmoney.com slash velvet rope. You know, our bi-weekly co-host, Miss Sarah Frazier, always tells me on air that I'm aging in reverse. Those are her words, not mine. You've heard her say them. I don't have that much of an ego. And you know, I actually feel bad because the last time she said that, well, all the time she said that, I never actually explained why. I wish I could thank my mom, say I have great genes, but honestly and truly, it's because of one skin. Now, here's the thing. I don't get into the science behind all of this. I just want to look good. But in their labs, by treating AIDS, skin scientists found that the OS.01 peptide reverses skin biological age by reducing the number of a certain amount of cells by up to 50%. Now, I don't really need to hear any more. I hear scientists, peptide and reversing skin's biological age, sign me up. But here's the thing, it really does work. Their eye topical supplement and their face topical supplement feels like such a high-end product and they're fragrance-free. So there's no irritation for sensitive skin. Now, for a limited time, my listeners can get 15% off one skin with my code VELVET. Just go to oneskin.com co and insert code velvet again oneskin.co insert code velvet and you'll get 15% off this is this is like some godfather bullshit like i don't play in passive aggressive like this tech like heather you're de- it's not a random thing like i don't I didn't even trash heather but whatever that i fucking said to her these listeners go back and send it and then she sent me a like welcome to my city it's like, this is some godfather. I'm not scared of you. This is like, a, like I know what you said, David. 
I'm sure you do. I don't say things for them to go into a vacuum, but I, I just, I hate that passive aggressive shit. It was the same thing that her, her PR did to me, Sonia. They were like something like, you know, did you say something on air about something like that? And I was like, what, like you're trying to threaten me that we're going to come face to face in two days, bring it on. But anyway, God, I, I'm done. I like, I, I feel like, you know, I'm so loyal to you because you know, obviously you and I have become good friends, but can we not beef with Heather McDonald? Like she's literally the only podcast that I actually like, like it's really sorry. (laughs) <laughs> Everybody else. No, like, honestly, I, if it was any, I could care less about these other, most of these podcasts are horrendous. They're stuff. horrible. The Bravo horrible. podcasts are horrible. Not you, Carlos King, not you, Campire. Oh Those yeah. Are no, we do, we, Those I are my you. boys. Go on. I love me some Carlos King, but, um, but short of that, there really are not many that I enjoy. And she's actually one. I really like Heather does a lot of research and I feel like it's, I love the way she breaks things Brilliant. down. It's very layman's terms. Like, I like it. And she makes it, you know, yes, she's become known for Bravo, but she does a lot of like true crime and kind of weird story. You know, all that crap appeals to me. I, I, I'm a huge fan. So hopefully you two um, someday can meet in real life. I don't I, even think we're, I mean, I was just like, and then I said to her, great, I'm in your town. Do you want to do some podcasting? I'll take it a lot. I'll try to take her to the fucking Beverly Hills Hotel. It went silent. So it's like, bitch, you're just trying to threaten me. Oh. I'll say whatever I want about you. And by the way, uh, sorry to put you in an awkward position with Miss McDonald. No, I want you to be like, I mean, like, how famous do we need to be? What do we need to do to be guests on her show or like have her on this show? Like, I would love, I actually enjoy her. Like, I think she is so. She, she is. Listen, yeah. I've seen her live before. Listen, she, when I went to see her live once, I went to a double feature. The first half was the podcast stick. The second half was just stand up. I'm like, what is this bitch going to do for stand up? Like, why am I even staying? She was great. She was a great. So she's like, listen, I'm not, you know, um, what was I going to say to you? So I was going to say, so I, listen, I walked into the room. It was a small room and I was like, okay, I can do this. Like, I'm just, I was able to avoid Sonia for the night. Then I see this other fucking thing, this Ramona Costa, the Ramona Costa. So I'm like, I got to avoid another person. I got to avoid another person here. I told you when the. Keep going. Sorry to interrupt. I was going to say when like the episode comes out. No, I I've had some recent beef with Ramona, which I'm going to get into on a new, a future episode. It's a whole story guys. I've had a recent beef with Ramona. Um, then, I mean, Ramona has a boyfriend, a roommate, you know, he has a lot of money, but she's like, this one is like, so when she's in the corner talking to someone, I'm like, I'm just going to do what all these, these listeners do. Cause all these videos fucking show up online. I filmed Ramona, I think basically throwing herself at this guy. I mean, she has a boyfriend. I'm going to, I'll put that video off, but I'm like, I'm literally going to creep on Ramona now. And then Dorinda and I had the pleasure of coming face to face. Dorinda, listen, Dorinda is a smart businesswoman. She's like, hi, nice to see you. Like, I really don't have any beef with Dorinda. I don't think we're like best friends over here. We've had our issues, but she's, she looks lovely. She had like almost like a rainbow pride dress on. She just, at least Dorinda is a businesswoman who has social decorum, kind of like the countess who can say like, hello, great to see you, probably in her head saying, I don't really like you. And I could say, great to see you. And so I had a nice moment with Dorinda, but Sonia hates me more than Ramona. I avoided both of them. And then I see the vision, the vision in black. That is the one, the only Dina Lohan. (laughs) So I'm like, you know what? Here is someone who has no fucking clue of who I am. This is great. Hi, Dina. How are you? Right. I'm like, 
I love when I see a non-Bravo person. I'm like, I could just be an anonymous little boy. (laughs) Well, and Dina just became a grandmother and- We talked about it. By the way, why has Dina Lohan never been on a Bravo show? Isn't that the question of the hour? Dina's great. I love Dina Lohan. The Lohans are good old Long Island people. You know what I mean? They're just like, there's no airs about them. I, was, I said, like, are you excited? I said, you know, you don't have to tell me the name. She said, listen, I hope the damn baby waits for me, you know, because Lindsay was due. I think she made it over there. So I was like, this is ple- so pleasuresome, Dina. I think Dina's great. I mean, they had the other Lohan reality show way back, but it wasn't on Broadway. Dina should be on a reality show. Yeah, why do you think, I, I always am so fascinated by why these people that are obvious to us are not cast. Like why, you know, and and look, you and I know right behind the scenes as I'm learning to be a producer, lots of times people that you see, you think are going to be good, but then when you like come to their house, because lots of times they'll do like a little, you know, pre-filming, they'll, they'll test you. And lots of times, like, they don't have as much depth as you think they do. So maybe she just doesn't. I don't know. But, I mean, I, I have to I have to imagine Andy has thought of her for something. And I don't know. And maybe, maybe a lot of times, too, these people come in and they're like, I'm only doing this reality show if I can have some producer, you know, control, which never happens. The, that's like the kiss of death. When you are being cast for a reality show and you say that, you are, you are not going to be cast. Like, you are, unless you are Madonna. I mean, if you are Madonna, yes, you are going to be an executive producer on your reality show. But people, it happens to me all the time. I talk to people about casting them or something. And they that's the first thing they say. And it's like, you just literally go, all right, great. I'll, I'll get back to you. And you never get back to them. It's, listen, having worked in many different businesses, I have always been that way. Even in this one, when you call me in this, and when we're on like our third step, I've already, there's nothing you can say. You can like drop to your knees and blow me. I've already tuned you out. Like if I'm thinking of hiring you or working with you in any capacity and you're now on your third, whatever, even if you're not asking for something, people don't realize like I'm now tuned out. When I talk to you and it's like, yes, 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 yes. I'm like, okay, you're the one. It's not even an arrogance thing. It's like just a busy thing. Like nobody has the exhaustion factor to deal with whatever. Guess who's perfect for a reality TV show who's been in the mix for many of them? Ooh. Me. Me. Yes. When you hear yes. behind the velvet robe, you might think, listen, you and I, but like we've talked, like I understand. It's like you just say yes. Like when I was in that fucking Randall scandal thing, which is not, it was like, they were like, can you do this to, like tonight? Yes. Can you be here? Tonight? Yes. Like whatever it was, was not, whatever they wanted from me was not in remotely convenient for my life. None of it. Everyone thinks I'm such a fucking diva. I'm the exact opposite. It's, it's just true. like, yes. It's like, let me now sit here and be miserable and stay up all night or rearrange something. You just say yes when you want an opportunity. That's the problem with most of these housewives. You get, you, you, you're like, you're desperate and you're on the shelf and you want to come off and you want to be on whatever. And then they get, you get the call and now you want the world. It's like, but you were desperate to be here for the past seven years. We're giving you a carrot to come back. And now you want two carrots. That's not how it works. The problem, the reason you haven't been cast is because you don't have like this group of eclectic gay guy friends because you work too much. You need to take a page out of my playbook. Like I told you, if you ha- you don't have any friends, I talk to you. I'm like, what are you doing? I don't. 
I know exactly. If you <laughs> had like all the gays of Fire Island, you already would have been cast. But you don't. You you work all the time. That's why. Darling, darling first of all, I I'm in the Hamptons, I'm not in Fire Island. How dare you? How dare you? Second of all. I do have friends. I just don't really like them. I would like these listeners more. Okay, well, that's the problem. Okay, we're always everybody's casting a friend group, or are you part of a crazy family business? That's what they want. I don't know. Do you like? I'm a loner. Rats or something. Listen, well, honey, the new New York Housewives—they're not friends. So cast me into a group and script me into something. But go on. But girl, you better be pitching us 24-7 because with this strike, now is the time. Now is the time for your reality shit that you're pitching to take off. So come on, get on it, please. We're a reality TV podcast here, right? So who is the toughest chef that we can think of? My mind goes to Hell's Kitchen's Gordon Ramsay. So I don't know, call me crazy, but like if you're going to think of what pots and pans get past someone like Gordon Ramsay, those are the pots and pans I'd want to use, right? Enter Hexclad. They're actually the pans that Gordon Ramsay uses at home and in his Michelin star restaurants. Hexclad has revolutionized the cookware industry with its patented hybrid cookware. Incredibly durable, combining the performance of stainless steel and the easy to clean of nonstick. I actually just gave my friend Lisa out here in the Hamptons has a brand new house. I actually just gave the 13 piece hex clad set to her as a housewarming gift. She told me it was the best housewarming gift she got. The 13 piece set has everything you would need eight inch pan, 12 inch pan, pots. Also, and just really focus on this hex clad comes with a life time warranty. For a limited time, my listeners get 10% off their entire order with code VELVET at hexclad.com. Just go to H-E-X-C-L-A-D.com and use code VELVET. Your kitchen will truly never be the same. Um, Wait, I have one last question to wrap up the Crappy Lake premiere. Did they air the first episode and what did you think? And the first episode has aired, right? I have not watched, but I think you said you did. Um, First of all, also pre the night before her engagement, Engagement, the one and only Miss Kelly Bensimon was there as well. Her, I like. We like each other. She's been on my podcast. So I was able to talk to a few people that don't hate me. Um, Kelly looked great. I'll put a picture. She announced her engagement the next day. I didn't see the ring that night. They did show the episodes, you know, at the end of the night, Luann said, Camilla, darlings, what did we all think? Because I ended up, for someone who didn't want to go, I ended up staying for a hot minute. I mean, give me a vodka, girl, and I'll stay anywhere. Um, uh, listen, I, I'm really curious. I always go to the people and I look at the comments. I think people are mixed. It really was, it is the simple life. Like, I don't know what else to say. I don't think they're trying not to be, it is shot. It's not shot in that reality style. It's shot in the Kardashians, Chris Lee's scripted. Do you know what I mean? It's shot yeah. like that type of show. So it's not, It. it I really liked it. I really liked it. It's, it's, it is the simple life. They're showing them land in the plane and all the people of the town have signs. Like these are the biggest superstars that ever, it is literally exactly the simple life. So I think I put my dislike for Sonia aside and I'm like, just watch it as a viewer, David. And I think it's great. And I just, it's funny. It's funny. It's funny. Okay. I have to watch. I will get caught up. But I'm more curious because I did get a lot of DMs, people going, oh my God, Roni was the reboot we needed. This show is going to be so good. I'm obsessed with the cast. What's the restaurant that they were like 
talking about that was patch. About. patch thank you um so okay you've watched the premiere of roni what are all of i need the david yontif like inside tea well darling i also had side to silva on the podcast nice. um, one of the girls so we've already had our first new roni on i'm getting the i'm getting mixed dms on this i'm getting mixed dms have you really? you've gotten all i've gotten half positive I've gotten, yeah, I've gotten half positive and half negative. Have you, you've gotten only positive? I, I would say, I think I've gotten one negative out of, really? you know, look, you get more DMs about Bravo stuff than I do. You know, people are still very upset. Tammy Slayton, Thousand Pound Sisters, you know, her husband died suddenly at 40. I had said, you know, we don't know the cause of death. People have been trolling me all week long because they're like, we know the cause of death. He was obese. You know, you're a fucking moron. Okay, well, we, it hasn't been announced. So I'm sorry, I'm dealing with those DMs. So you you get the more of the Bravo ones. And also Thousand Pound Sisters, has they've stopped filming because they had such a huge fight, physical fight. They had to halt production. So I haven't, I've only got probably like maybe 10 DMs about Roni. And I would say nine of them were like, oh my God, if you watch, this is great. Girl, so, you are in the thick of it. And we'll get into this, you know. So wait, so are you saying that someone passed away from being overweight and they could have taken a shot and maybe injected themselves once a week I'm and sorry. lost a lot of weight? Oh, so you're on your soapbox about how it's not good for you. Guess what, Sarah? Guess what? It's saving lives, this Manjaro. Okay, so we'll get, uh, we're going to fight about that. So you're, you're getting it from all angles here, girl. Uh, okay, by the way, while I was on break, I, I hope that you saw the very credible uh, in Europe they are doing research now that will go and Ozempic lead to suicidal thoughts. Okay. So you wait until this, these are pulled, but okay. Number two, our own Terry Dubrow, you are dear friends with the Dubrows has come out and said, Ozempic is dangerous. Weight loss surgery is dangerous. Lisa Marie Presley just died from a strangulated colon with complications from bariatric surgery. And I just, I wish I could like grab how beautiful was Lisa Marie Presley. Like how, you were perfect. You were perfect at all sizes. Why do you think that you're not this? Um, why do you think you don't have so much to give the world? If you're 40 pounds overweight, 50 pounds overweight, it breaks my heart. I hate Ozempic. I know this. Let me, okay. Let me just unpack a few things quickly before we go on to Roni. Cause now this topic has come up. Um, apparently Dolores Catania and I are not done with our, our use of Manjaro and semi-glutide. She's just come out that she wants to lose more weight on it. Good for you, Dolo, for being honest. I mean, um, listen, it's funny because I called Kim and I'm like here. And I, I also checked in with my nurse and I was like, Terry, I literally texted her. I said, Terry says we're going to die. Now she doesn't necessarily know who Terry is. And she's like, stop it. We're not going to die. I'm like, Terry said so. I did call Kim and I'm like, I know there could be a thousand studies and all this stuff going on and all this stuff. And this co-host of mine, Sarah Fraser, she doesn't like it. But guess what? Dr. Terry, you bro. That's when I opened my eyes. That's when I opened them. Okay, well. Listen. Now look, I will clarify. Terry, he'd be another great guest. I would love to talk to him with you. But anyway, Terry basically is saying what's happening is that these drugs plateau, whether you're on Ozempic or whether you're on bariatric surgery. And what happens is people mix, people are starting to mix them. And Terry is very worried that people on bariatric surgery that have hit plateaus are going to start using Ozempic. Now, yeah. I don't think that Lisa Marie, I don't think that Lisa Marie Presley was 
using both. But Terry is just saying this is going to be a dangerous trend because at some point, Azempic and Wagobi are going to stop working and people are going to become you know, obsessed. Like we we have an issue with weight in our country. And I've, you know, beaten that dead horse. But listen, do I think people that get bariatric, do I think people that get bariatric surgery are going to turn to these drugs when they plateau? I think 100%. Do I think these things stop working well let me tell you something girlfriend people hang out with me and they're like holy shit i've never seen this like i eat so i am still injecting but my appetite is back now i am basically keeping off the weight i've gained some weight i would say i gained maybe five pounds back but i'm maintaining but the the effect of me not wanting to eat ever we're over that. I'm starving 24 hours a day and I eat. Tw- I'm still keeping the weight off. So let's just knock on wood. Um, I do. The only thing I disagree with is during the pandemic, when I was 40 pounds heavier, working on this podcast, I was so happy. I love fashion. Okay. I really, this is, it's not when I go out, I want clothes to hang on me. I want a certain look. And I just want to present myself to the world. It really is. Obviously, the proof is in the pudding because when I was home and I was like, all you're going to do is wear sweatpants for the next five years of your life. I let myself go. So it really ties into fashion. I'm not, I do realize I have more. So I think there are a lot of people out there that have a self-worth more than their weight. It's just if you can choose category A or category B and stab yourself with the needle, you choose category B. That's all. But Terry has actually scared me somewhat. I'm not stopping, but Terry has opened my eyes that I'm a little bit scared. That's all. Um, Okay. Do we have time? I don't know. You're keeping track of time. Yeah. We have a minute. We have to do Roni girl. Okay. Okay. So yeah, go on, go on. Tell me what your thought. I haven't had, you know, I've been up in Northern Michigan. Now I'm here in Maine. Tell me what you Have you watched? You haven't, you have to have watched. No, I was literally in Northern Michigan staying at these 100-year-old cabins. They have no TV and no Wi-Fi. It was lovely, David. Guys, we're lucky to even have Sarah here today. Trust me. I'm like, and by the way, just because you think you're, people have slipped into the DMs. Like last week, they got one of you. They got one of Rachel Yucatel as the gossip. And they said, where is the two days of Sarah? Really? I'm not kidding you. We have a lovely- we have a lovely gentleman named Will who's like, I don't know about this one day with with this one and one day with that one. Where's our Sarah? I'm like, listen, I've said it before. Sarah is the fly-by-night traveling the world's sister and Kim D is the kooky fucking aunt. But when you people get sick, when you guys get sick and you are not feeling well, the cool sister Sarah is still traveling the world and the kooky aunt Kim D ain't coming back. I am sorry. I'm going to be the only person here dead at this computer with no life as Sarah has pointed out with all of you. So you better just all be ready for everybody to fucking leave us and to be left with nobody. And I'll just have to do solo shows. We want our Sarah, but I mean, man. Okay, so we're very happy to have you, Sarah. Really, we got, we got the most amazing comment too. I was like, oh my god, it right. was the best. Oh, here it is. People like you. 
amazing episode, um, David, with Sarah today. One of your guys' best, and I have enjoyed them all. You two are so smart and cerebral about the shape and direction where Bravo and reality TV is going. I loved that dialogue, as well as your guys' thoughts on RHOC and RHOA. But David, we need you on site at BravoCon 2023. Have to hear your true reactions. Please go. People, that's referring to our chat. People loved our chat about like the future of housewives and like has the formula played out. Well, that does tie into Roni, the Roni reboot. Look, I love the big picture talks. I love, will this affect New Jersey? Will this affect other franchises? Here's the thing. I get why people love it and I get why people don't love it. I feel it really to me has breathed life into the franchise. We have a whole bunch of new women. Look, the entire episode, Sarah, was fighting over cheese. It was. So it is clear to me that now that Bravo has started over, I really feel they're like, we are, this is how you reinvent it. I mean, this is why I'm still not convinced. As of right now, there's no New Jersey contracts which have been sent out. Everybody's been lied to. I do think all of New Jersey's coming back, but I'm not convinced. I really think Bravo is like, we're not dealing with this. We're not dealing with bots. We're not dealing with questions of racism. We're not dealing with, I think Bravo is like, we are doing a show like old school, light and bright. And that's clear because we're fighting over cheese. So a lot of people that have slipped into my DMs are like, I'm not watching a show. That's where we're talking about cheese for an hour. And other people are like, this is fucking like back to the front. People are comparing it to Miami. So like Miami kind of started over. I think I like it. I like it. I I really, I just think we're light and bright, right? When Cy was on my podcast, I talked to her about like, Ebony and, you know, if people blame her for the demise in season 13 and, you know, size like, look, if race comes and I said, people say there's no, there's no place for race and politics on housewives, uh, agree or disagree, Sai. It's not me. You're, you're here for the interview, you know, and size like, look, if it comes onto our show naturally, I'm like, sweetie, it's never going to come onto your show because Bravo. Yeah. yeah. So it's I fun. think this is light and bright and, and, this is what people want, right? It is. It's like we, to me, I, I'm, I watch RHOC this current season and um, it's the same thing, right? We're on the little rinky dink bo- boat, you know, fighting about, you know, um, Tamra did, you know, Shannon, why Shannon didn't call her for a year. I mean, it's, it's, that is what it is back to the basics on RHOC. Absolutely nothing major is happening. And I think people love it. I think People and and what I appreciate the most about Bravo is it's a show you can put on. You could be chasing your child around. You could be doing dishes. You come back. You really haven't missed anything. You know when the seasons are about cheese and about Shannon and Tamara's friendship, you've missed nothing. I think they know what people. I I think that is exactly what people want. I think people want fighting over cheese. I think it was brilliant. I, again, I haven't watched, but just reading the recaps. I think it was brilliant that they bleeped out the catch restaurant name and everyone had to figure it out. Great, great, you know, PR work. Um, Yeah, I I think that's exactly what people want. They're loving it. And then you factor in Crappy Lake, which is also light and like, you know, I mean, and I'm curious if, I, I don't know, I'm curious, are people like preferring Crappy Lake? Are they preferring this? I mean, people do miss the OGs. I mean, it's just, I just wonder 
I mean, I talked to this about Cy. Are we now going to reboot other franchises? You and I disagree on the OC. I think, look at, I mean, I think to me, it's like, I don't know. Am I biased because I live in New York? So like I go to catch, like these are my places. Like, so I, I identify with this. To me, it's like, then I look at this suburban, you know, van in the OC and I'm like, oh, kill me. But the world lives in suburbia and the, the 90% of the people are not living in New York and LA. There is a middle of the country, David. So, I mean, maybe the OC, I'm not giving it enough credit for. I, yes, I, I agree with you. It is back to its old school form. And so I like the OC this season better than I have in years. I just feel do we breed life into other franchises that need to start over? It's a thing. I mean, are we going to start? And someone asked Andy this on either Twitter or and it's posted, it's going around. And they're like, now that this is so successful, I'm like, I, I'm dying to see numbers. I want to see numbers on Crappy Lake. You know, I love the numbers and Ronnie. But Andy's like, hmm. He did like a hmm emoji of like, someone's like, should we reboot other franchises? And he's like, hmm. Should we reboot Salt Lake guys in season four? Five. I mean, I don't know, Sarah, on this one. Um, um, do we have time for one more quick story? Yeah, so one more. I think we need to talk about, I think we've we've buried the lead on this one. I mean, what? Bethany and Jill. How do you feel about this? Because you and Jill are friends behind the scenes. This is the first time they've been together in how long? Since since Bobby's funeral, right? Four years ago or something, three or four years ago. She does um, this this boosted Bethany's podcast. It has not been in the top 10. I don't think. Is, well. is it already in the top 10 already? It's number one on the charts yeah. for TV and film. I'm sure. I'm sure. This Listen. Time, yeah, she's had that in a while. This happened. This happened right down the street from me. This happened in at Bethany's house in Bridgehampton. I mean, um, you couldn't have invited me, Jill Zarin. You couldn't have invited me to stay upstairs with Gary and Allie and 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 Paul. Come on, Jill. I thought we were friends. And by the way, Jill, I live down this. You could have picked me up on the way, girl. Um, listen, when I saw this, and I I I texted Patty Stanger because Patty's really good friends with Jill, and Patty's like, "What?" Then Patty te- was calling Jill, and Jill, and she's like, "She's still at Bethany's." So I was involved in like real time with this. She's like, "Jill's still at Bethany's." I'm like, "Did they just finish recording, or are they hanging out now?" Come on, Patty, get me the information. Yeah, get the scoop. But look, where do I go with this, Bethany? Ugh. Her, my podcast has been charting way higher than hers. She's no shade to Bethany, but you're right. She's slipped. She's still doing very respectable. I mean, anything in the top 50, anything in the top 200 is great. So it's great. But as soon as I saw this, I was like, this will be number one. So job well done. Totally smart on Bethany's part. Smart on Jill's part. Like, why not? I also think it's like, it's just one of these like, look, Jill has wished the girls well. Bethany says she doesn't want to be a part of anything. I think everyone's wishing this new cast well, but to me, it's just the bigger picture of like, let's not forget, like, we've been there, we've done that. So I think there is this camaraderie now that there's another generation going on of this. Jill and Bethany are both older than the whole cast. The whole cast, because when Cy came on, I researched this, the whole cast is mid to like 36 to like, 42 other than Jenna Lyons, who's 55. So it really take Jenna out of it. It really is a cast like in their late thirties to early forties. I just think 
it's kind of like queer eye when you do the second generation, you wish them luck. And, but you know, it has to just, it's just a, a life reminder of I ain't no spring chicken. Mind you, there's no age shame. A David Yontev ain't no spring chicken either. I just think it's more like, I think it brings you together, right? Like I think Dor- Dorinda and Ramona have not spoken in now, you know, all of a sudden for the past six months, they're, they're back in each other's lives. I think it, it brings you back to like, man, we really fought about stupid stuff. Like, look at the cycle of life, right? That That's how I yeah. feel. No, I think you, I think that's a perfect assessment. I think that's like a perfect assessment. I mean, I find it, I don't know. Do I believe that these former Roni cast members really wish uh, the new cast well? I don't. I mean, I don't, including Bethany. I, I just, I don't know. I mean, look, I like, it's like, yeah, I mean, I've been on former jobs. It's not that you really wish them unwell, but you're like, oh, good luck. Like, it's going to be really hard to be successful. <laughs> like, I don't know. You know what I mean? You don't really wish people that well, really. I totally agree with you. I mean, I don't think they really wish them good luck either. I mean, let me put it this way. I, in a way, know that. I mean, I've had conversations with, I mean, if you take all the ex-Ronies, I've had conversations with many of them off the record where they're like, oh, fuck them. But it's I- also... You know, like, for instance, like people start podcasts and someone's like, oh, look at this person's now started a podcast. Like, honey, like you don't not only wish them well, but you're also kind of like above it in a sense of like you have no idea of like what is to come in your life. So it's almost like not even an arrogance, but it's almost like good. Like like when a new Bravo podcast starts, I'm like, have at it. You ain't coming from my spot. Like, honey, yeah. you've got year. You have no idea. Agents and managers. And oh, wait, it's really hard to deal with the Bravo network. Oh, you're a year and a half into this, sweetie. Like, I mean, I couldn't. So it's just like, whatever it is, you're just kind of like you have it's it is an arrogance. Not really. But it's like you have no idea what you're talking about. We're so past that. So I agree. You don't wish them luck, really. But also it's like you've, you're so far past it. So I think, look, Jill could have, she admitted on the podcast, she's like, you know, which is, I said from day one, I I feel I broke this, but I didn't really want to, you know, with Kelly Benson was offered more money than Jill, you know, like that's why Jill really, that's the main reason Jill in real time, I knew all this was going on, you know, but Jill really didn't go with legacy. So I feel like Jill could have been on legacy. There could have been a legacy. She says she came up with the idea for girls trip New York and she told Luann and Luann ran to Andy. I really believe, first of all, good for Jill for saying like, you know, you offered me little money. I'm not going to do it. That she said she came up with the idea. I don't know. The only thing I thought was interesting, Jill said, you know, would you do this with Carol or Carol's name come up? And Bethany's like, I don't want to do this with Carol. Like, believe it or not, everyone has more beef with Carol than anyone. She's like, I don't want it. You know, listen, Carol's not in this world. Like at the end of the day, it's like Ramona and so she's really not. So I thought that was interesting. And maybe because I know certain things. So I've known about this whole Bobby's funeral thing and Jill didn't sign the release. And so it really came out in real time, I guess that Bethany feels that Jill let her know that she hijacked the funeral. Like Jill says, like, you know, I didn't know Bravo cameras that I didn't realize this was being filmed for the show. Bethany went to the funeral of Bobby. Jill saw her thought 
my friend Bethany that I've been estranged from has come because someone has died. She went over to talk to Bethany. Bethany was mic'd. Jill wasn't mic'd. Jill didn't realize this was good. So I, I've known all this just from knowing Jill and Patty. So I guess the world is now seems to be reacting to this. And I'm like, oh, is this a big deal? I just thought everyone knew this. So like Bethany apparently now is being told on air by Jill, you know, I didn't know you were mic'd. Jill says she found out this was going to be used on the show when the commercials came out, Bravo, she never signed a release and Bravo aired it saying, Jill Zarin's not going to sue us. Give me a break. So they banked on that. I would have sued. You know me, I'm very litigious if you piss me off. But Bethany in real time was saying, wait a second, I think I'm going to be sick. Like you're basically saying to me, like every, let's face it, everything Bethany stands for these days is anti-reality. Like, let me tell you all how it's really made. This is all a sham. They use you in abusing. So Bethany's like, you're basically telling me right now that I hijacked a funeral where someone's dead for a fucking reality show. I'm sick. Which, think about it, that is everything against what Bethany stands for, right? So I thought that was interesting. Not the fact that Jill didn't know, because I already knew it. Does that make any sense? Yeah. No, I think that makes perfect sense. Talking a lot today, Sarah. Am I, I, love it. Am I, I dominating love this conversation? Oh, it's good. It's good. I have to love you and leave you, but it was good because I, I it's taken me a while to get back into it. I think this was great. I love all your thoughts. Don't leave us, Sarah. Don't go quit on me. Okay. Uh, I'll be right back. Uh, guys, I'm telling you, you could be attached to her, but like if she has a breakdown and she leaves, don't get any ideas, girl. I won't. All right, honey, I love you. At the okay. Sarah Frazier Show. Everyone follow Sarah. Give her some love because I feel like she's in vacation mode and she's never going to come back to us. We Bye. love you here, Sarah. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon. Because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.